September 15th, 2020, E.T. Blog Day after Dancing with the Stars premiere. Week one, you did it, Carol. How are you feeling this morning after performing last night? Failing is never an option for me. Being at the bottom of the pack right now just propels me to work harder, dance longer, and really work on the performance aspects. As I watched the other dancers, I paid attention to what captivated me, and it was in the passion they brought to the act, and they all brought it. I'm not a performer, so in addition to learning how to do the dance steps, I see a real need to learn also how to act like, one, my feet aren't killing me after standing in dance shoes for seven hours before the dance, two, like I can feel my hands after two hours of clapping like crazy for my fellow participants, three, I was born for this and love every minute of it, four, people are viewing me from 100 feet away so that I am expressive enough for them to see it. Even though the cameras come in close, there's something very different about the way we express ourselves to each other up close and how it seems to require larger gestures, bigger smiles or snarls, and more projection than when that interaction is with when that interaction is with an audience. For our viewers at home who have never been to Dancing with the Stars, explain in your own words, describe the feeling of what it's like to be in the ballroom and dancing live. In practice, it is just Pasha and me in a closed room with some remote-controlled cameras for hours on end. In dress rehearsal, which I did for the first time yesterday, there were manned and remote cameras whizzing around the cast of about 35, and I don't even know how many crew because they were both visible and in remote locations. Everyone is masked except for the couple dancing, so for my old ears, it was really hard to understand a lot of the cues and directions being given by the production crew. I compensate by reading lips, but you can't do that when people are in masks. I wasn't able to hear Tyra ask me a question after our premiere live dance, and her face was turned to the camera, so I couldn't read her lips. I felt awful that I put her in a spot of having to ad lib based on my not being able to hear her. I realized that she had said something, but didn't want to waste precious TV time asking her to repeat the question. The day started at the studio at 8 a.m., where Victor de Castillo and Anthony Wilson worked on my hair until 11.15 when the cast did three rehearsals on the floor. Two of the three were great, but in the middle rehearsal, I lost track of my steps. Twice. I hadn't been dropping steps in practice, so I think I really freaked Pasha out a bit, and every minute we weren't called to do something else, he was running me through our routine in the halls, behind the camera crews, and anywhere he could find enough space. That kind of freaked me out because now I felt like because now I felt like I was dancing in a minefield. There were people buzzing about and cameras were rolling around. There were huge gyrating spotlights and accent beams of light on the floor that made my steps halting as I found it hard to tell if I was dancing into a railing or a bright beam of light. Pasha knew the place like the back of his hand and probably could have danced it blindfolded, so my hesitation may have led to increased anxiety for him as he could feel the clock ticking down to showtime. There were a lot of press photos and social posts that had to be filmed in between rehearsal and dress rehearsal. My hairdresser, Anthony, was fussing with my hair right up to minutes before the show because he didn't want it to get tangled in the rhinestones of my beautiful gown and have me looking like a hot mess. Because of the masks, Victor was fussing with my face right up until showtime, and I think it must have been a combination of dry climate here and the HEPA filters everywhere that my lips felt like they were completely dried out. The first dress rehearsal, they activated the flames behind us, but I was so distracted by everything else in the room, 
I didn't even know it had happened until Pasha said, I could feel the heat on my arms from the fire. And my reaction was, there was a fire? <laughs> In the live performance, I was aware of the flames, but was focused on trying to exaggerate facial snarls in the right moments and show the proper level of pasa doble aggression and arrogance. Since there was no live audience, the dress rehearsal and the live TV dance felt the same to me. The only difference was that the dress rehearsal was around 3.30, and then I only had 15 minutes before going right back to the live show's pre-taping of shots they work into the live shots and then the live show. I've been working my way up to being able to stand in dance shoes for up to two hours, but ended up in them for seven hours before being called on to perform the most difficult physical task of my life. Did you go home and watch your performance back? The judges gave you their scores, but how do you feel about your own performance? Because we loved it. Thank you for the kind words. Pasha showed it to me on his phone as we were all waiting for the press Zoom calls we had to do. When we finished the dance, I knew I hadn't dropped a step. I had stayed on beat with him and that I had remembered to show my commitment to the performance in my eyes, mouth, and gestures. The one thing I never got right in this dance was to keep my head level, as I tend to float in the dance calls for a very flat headline, as if I had books on my head. I figured I was going to be criticized for something, it would be my posture, as Pasha wanted my shoulders down and my head back and angled in a haughty sort of pose. I thought I had managed the latter pretty well, though. Of the hundreds or maybe thousands of times we've rehearsed this dance, this was my very best rendition of it, and I was thrilled to have done the best I was physically capable of doing. Pasha is incredibly talented. How did he hype you up or calm your nerves right before you went on? I'm the luckiest contestant on Dancing with the Stars because of pairing with Pasha. His wife, Daniela, told me he was like Buddha in that he was always at peace with whatever the situation might be. I know what she means. He can watch me do something wrong a dozen or more times in a row, but his response is always the same. It's a technique I like to use with my staff and volunteers called a criticism sandwich. He would compliment me on some aspect of the move, tell me what I got wrong and how to fix it, and then say something encouraging at the end. That takes a tremendous amount of presence and creativity to try to find two good things in every ox blunder I make. What did he say to you right after you finished the dance? I think you can see in Pasha's face as we release the dance finale hold that he was thrilled that this turned out to be the very best I'd done to date. I don't remember his exact words because I was a little dazzled by the whole experience, but it was along the lines of congratulating me on getting it done to the best of my ability. He seemed as thrilled as I was about the results. Being on Dancing with the Stars is an intense process. Walk us through how rehearsals are going so far. Because there are so many couples and only five dance floors for practice and all of the COVID-19 cleaning that goes on between each couple's use of the area, our practice schedule has been all over the place. Some days we start at 8 8 a.m. and go to 11 a.m. and others we might start at 6 p.m. and go till 9 p.m. Pasha starts me out with the feet positioning, then the timing to speed it up, and then we might do it to the music to get a feel for it. Then he will show me where my arms are supposed to be. Next would be learning where my face is supposed to be and the expression expected on it. With each of these steps, he's helping me commit the moves to muscle memory so that the next thing can be added without having to think much about whatever came before. As we go through it, and it starts to feel more like dancing and less like a grown-up game of Twister, he will tape the sessions on my phone so that we can watch them and he can show me what I'm doing in slow motion. 
At the end of each session, Pasha tapes himself doing it and calling out the beats and moves so that I can take that to the apartment and play it on the widescreen TV in the living room. I've emptied the living room, kitchen, and dining room of furniture other than the TV and my computer propped up on a chair atop the end table and a chair to sit in. That creates a big enough space that I can do our moves in many steps and practice every minute I can. Most nights I wake in the middle of the night to someone calling to tell me how much they hate me after watching Tiger King, and I'll go dance in the dark until I'm tired enough to go back to sleep. What do you think is the most challenging part of doing Dancing with the Stars? Scheduling is the most difficult part of doing Dancing with the Stars. The practice times change every day, and I never know until the day before what the next day will bring. Camera blocking days and show days fully consume every minute, so there's been no time to get to work. So there's been no time to get work done while at the studio, even though I have a private star wagon. I still have a sanctuary to run that requires me to be able to generate $3.5 million per year to feed the cats and fulfill our mission. My daughter, Jamie Veronica, has always done the animal care side and the rehab and release side of Big Cat Rescue, so I don't have to worry about the cats. We have 10 staff and over 100 volunteers who make sure all of the cat care is done to Jamie's exacting standards. I still have a real estate business to run that I started in 1981 and had been full-time and had been a full-time business even before starting the sanctuary in 1992. Thanks to the name recognition I currently have, and I don't say enjoy because so much of it has been quite painful, I now have done 1900 plus cameos since July and have several a day that require me thinking up something nice or encouraging to say to someone I only know about three sentences about. There have been a number of licensing opportunities, and my husband, Howard Baskin, does the lion's share of the work there too, but there are all aspects of it that I have to deal with that are time-consuming. Then there is the media. We have had over 200 outlets want to talk about Tiger King, Dancing with the Stars, and a host of other things. I need to use this 15 minutes of fame to get the message out to as many people as possible that captive breeding of big cats is causing their extinction in the wild. Most people have been misled by those who profit from exhibiting wild cats to believe that breeding more cubs will stave off extinction. The fact is that those cubs will never go free. They will be ripped from their moms, treated like ragdoll props for photo ops, and then either die from the mishandling or survive long enough to be used as cub machines to create more cubs. When they are no longer profitable, they are killed and end up in the illegal trade for their parts. Stimulating the trade in big cats puts pressure on wild populations because it's a lot cheaper to shoot a wild tiger than to raise one that costs thousands of dollars a year in food and housing. Our federal bill at BigCatAct.com would end the cub petting and phase out private possession, and we are very close to passing it into law. We just need people to contact their members of Congress and ask them to bring the bipartisan bill to the floor for a vote. Passing this bill will end more than 90% of the abuse of exotic cats around the globe. Your dance was one of the most talked about routines of the night. You got plenty of love on social media, including from Lady Gaga. How do you feel about having that kind of support? I heard we were trending and Pasha told me about Lady Gaga's post. She's such an icon and has so much influence that I really hope his choreography struck a nerve with everyone who watched it. Today, as Pasha and I were discussing it, 
I couldn't stop the tears flowing from gratitude for the way he used the power of the survivor song, Eye of the Tiger, to show how a rescued tiger feels when they step out into the grassy field of a sanctuary after years of living in a tiny concrete prison cell. Many times they have never touched grass before, so that first couple of steps are so cautious and wary, then they reconnect to the earth and just explode into a run and you can feel both the joy and the optimism as they expect that maybe they are finally free. That moment is always bittersweet though because no captive born big cat can ever be released to the wild. See bigcatrescue.org forward slash go free for all of the reasons why that never happens. So they quickly realize that they are still being held captive, just in a bigger space with better food and vet care, and no expectation of them ever having to perform again. Pasha's choreography went on to show this struggle where the tiger and the captive have this love-hate relationship. The tiger doesn't understand why he can't be free. If the tiger and the captor were to be on equal footing, the tiger would thrash the captor with no regrets, despite the fact that the captor provides food, water, and housing. In the promenade of the dance, you get a sense of the strained relationship between the tiger who wants to be free and the captor who wants to provide that but knows she can't. There are so many times when the tiger roars out their displeasure while it breaks the captor's heart to see the cat so tormented she has to stay fearless in the face of the tiger and in the face of the foe she's encountered to try and end the practice of breeding wildcats for life in cages. I recognized this in the moments where we stood side by side, arms arched in the pose of defiance and teeth barred. Even typing this, the tears just streamed down my face. The final pose is one of victory for both the tiger and the captor, as there is a very clear eye of the tiger moment meaning that they both share focus and confidence as they end staring directly into the eye of the viewer. That victory will be the end of cub handling and phasing out private possession of exotic cats. Because of my crazy schedule, I haven't had time to see what people are saying about the night yet. What message do you have for your fans on social media? Are you reading or responding to any of their messages? I found the Dancing with the Stars video link for our dance because a friend of my husband's wanted to see it. I saw that it has over 656,000 views, so I'm glad that so many will see this dance. They may not get the full meaning of the choreography, but I think at a subconscious level, it will be clear that big cats don't belong in cages. Thankfully, I have an amazing team of advocates. We have four staff members who manage our social posts and engagement, and they have literally scores of volunteers who help them answer everyone's questions. Even though so many people came in hot and angry at the Carol Baskin caricature they saw in Tiger King, the vast majority were actually in agreement with who I really am once they learned the truth. When people find out they have been lied to about something as important as protecting the tiger from extinction, they become our most vocal allies. It has been a lot of work and taken a lot of patience, but it's paying off in more voices for the cats. Week two is coming up. What can you tease about dance two? I think a lot of the fun leading up to the premiere night of Dancing with the Stars was that there was so much unknown and everyone had an opinion on who the couple should be and what, their dance, what, their, what they should dance to first. If we are going to be able to enjoy that same level of anticipation, I think I'm going to keep it a secret until next Tuesday. 
The one thing I can tell you is that we only have one week to perfect this dance instead of the luxurious two weeks we had before the premiere. What do you think is the number one thing you need to work on in order to improve from week one to week two? One thing I liked about the judge's critique is that it was consistent and to the point. I really like it when people are direct and don't lose the message in worrying about how I'm going to react to it. I have to work on my posture. I can do that. In fact, that's really not a big lift for me. So I just have to be really aware and commit that perfect posture to muscle memory. What can you tease about your costume for week two? I haven't seen it. I've seen some material options for it and a few images they are using for inspiration, but I'm not sharing that either, as I want you to be even more delightfully surprised than I will be. For the Cats, Carol Baskin, CEO of Big Cat Rescue. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.